president of Earhart Financial Group and Alderman in Ward 1. You're listening to my favorite podcast, OB Pod. Morning, Cash. Morning, Zach. How we doing, brother? Oh, enjoying the best day ever and the best week ever because you know what this is? I'm going to guess you're going to talk about college football. Absolutely. We are in the start of college football. I've been doing nothing but watching it at work, accepting some big bets that I don't know how some people make, but bravo to them because they lost a lot of money last night. (laughs) (laughs) I think a lot of people did. I think there was a lot of surprising ball games Uh, last night. So, I mean, it's just one of those things. Uh, Like You don't want to play Virginia Tech at night at home. And those kinds of upsets happen. And it is just so much fun to watch. Texas plays today against a tough Louisiana Lafayette team. Your team, you know, old alma mater, do we even want to talk about it? You can go ahead and mention it. 31-point underdogs against Kentucky. And uh, everything I've read and seen says, take the points. <laughs> yeah, my alm is, uh, might be struggling a little bit. Hey, but hey, this is the beginning of the Terry Bowden era. Yep. Rich Rodriguez, at offensive coordinator. We could have some fireworks. We'll just have to see. Or it could just, you know, we'll be positive for you. We will be positive. <laughs> positive. I got you. Well, man, look, let's go ahead and get to these jokes, man. we got a several came in this week. Uh, not as many emails, but i got to say, this was a tough three to pick because these, uh, this, the quality is definitely stepping up there. I, I like it. Yeah. Uh, we've got different opinions on the quality. I thought all of mine have been gyms, but, you know, we're, <laughs> we're trying one again. This is why we feel sorry for you. But anyway, <laughs> all right, Cash, what do you call an airplane full of bald people? I've got nothing. Receding airlines. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was pretty good. Hey, Zach, why can't cats play poker in the jungle? No idea. Too many cheetahs. Uh, okay. All right. All right. I get that. All right. All right, Cash. It's been months since I bought the book, How to Scam People Online. Why is that? It still hasn't come in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. That was pretty good. I like that one. Thank you, Stacy. And actually, Tim did two of those. So we appreciate that. Yeah. Okay, something that's not a joke is the, this real estate market. And guys, if you're looking for a realtor or a realtor team, actually, you need to check out Team Couch of Birch Realty. We had an interview with Brian Couch about two weeks ago. It was fantastic. And here's another thing, Cash. Our new basketball coach, Coach Forbes, over at Center Hill High School, right now is working with Team Couch to sell his home in Hernando. And he says the experience has been absolutely phenomenal, and it was by far the best choice he ever made. And so there, it's always good to be able to have that kind of reference you know a personal connection from somebody you work with on a daily basis that says hey guys i listen and i will use brian and their team is phenomenal couldn't be happier uh so i I think that's how you're supposed to go about this yeah i mean knowing that we're giving a sponsor out and they're being used and it's exactly like we say it is yeah that that is like another paycheck in and of itself a nice little pat on the back and it's like we're not trying to steer you wrong these are people that we know these are people that we trust otherwise we wouldn't be advertising with them absolutely Guys, you really need to go check out Brian Couch and his team. Look, you go to teamcouch.com and you can see this is a full service realty group now. They take care of everything. It's no situation where you have to worry about there's only certain times to call. It doesn't, all of them work together. So if you don't get Brian, then Terry can help you out or anyone else at the office can help you. They're going to make sure you're taken care of. 100%. They're also going to let you know about everything when it comes to your home, how it compares, and give you fair and honest evaluations so you don't get your feelings hurt or there's no surprises. Seriously, go check them out. You can call their office at 662-449-1700 or you can call Brian Sell at 901-461-7653 and you can always visit them online at teamcouch.com. Guys, before we go any farther, please make sure that you've hit that subscribe button as well as make sure you're sharing our post and letting people around you know what a great podcast is you're listening. This helps us out and goes a long way when it comes to promoting our community. You couldn't have said it any better because that subscribe button is super important, especially when we have holidays like Labor Day to where people aren't necessarily doing their normal routine on Monday. Guys, we're going to move on to our motivational message. We didn't have one last week, but this week we've got a good one and it's something different and unique. This is actually a poem that is uh, recited that we got here off of YouTube that is absolutely fantastic. And I think when you hear it, you know, first of all, you're going to be mesmerized by the accent, which was just dynamic to us. We were just soaking it up like a dry sponge. But what is spoken about basically life makes you stronger, especially the more adversity you can handle and overcome. This one is uh, hits it out of the park. I think you're really, really going to enjoy it. So we're going to go to that right now. The tree that never had to fight for sun and sky and air and light, but stood out in the open plain and always got its share of rain. 
never became a forest king, but lived and died a scrubby thing. The man who never had to toil to gain and farm his patch of soil, who never had to win his share of sun and sky and light and air, never became a manly man, but lived and died as he began. Good timber does not grow with ease, the stronger wind, the stronger trees. The further sky, the greater length, the more the storm, the more the strength. By sun and cold, by rain and snow, in trees and men, good timbers grow. Where thickest lies the forest growth, we find the patriarchs of both, and they hold counsel with the stars whose broken branches show the scars of many winds and much of strife. This is the common law of life. Like he said, I, I almost had to listen to it twice because A, the first time I was just mesmerized by his voice. But something that we've talked a lot about here is I'm a big fan of adversity. It's not the best thing while you're going through it, but once you're past it and you look back, you just feel like you're so much stronger. It's like, okay, I can really handle a lot more than I thought. Oh, there's no doubt, Cash. I can I can honestly relate to this as a guy who's had like sports injuries, setbacks, failures, and this that or so on. To me, it has helped mold me for who I am. Mm-hmm. It gives me the courage to move forward. I'm constantly seeking and looking forward instead of looking back, going godly, and don't let that stuff define you. Uh, I know it's just a poem, and I know it's got a, you know a little bit of rhythm to it and all that stuff. But the reality is, if you're really soaking in for what it is, it's a fantastic message, and I, I hope everybody else feels the same way as we did when we, when we played it. I couldn't agree with you more. Now, speaking of diversity, Cash, the job market is in major flux right now. There's a lot of positions that are wide open, but a lot of people who feel like you know they're just not getting paid enough to do what they're doing or people are having to compensate for other positions because they're not filled and they're not getting paid properly and it just makes it tough all the way across but you know there is a place that you can get a job that pays really well it's going to treat you like family and it's going to invest in you and that is michael hatcher and associates guys if you go to hatcherlandscape.com they have numerous positions available all the way down from the ground level with zero experience up to several high level positions especially if you have experience in those areas i think the lowest paying position they have is like 15 16 dollars an hour that is huge for our area i mean that's almost doubled minimum wage and to get that right out of the gate with zero experience i don't know how you beat it i don't and plus they have great benefits great insurance as well as you can even get into stock options with the company this is an awesome place to work guys i know people are like oh it's landscape i'm out there sweating my you know my life away and that's not the case they have positions in irrigation project controls they do construction don't get wrong they cut grass yeah and you know they cut trees and bushes like that but there is such a variety of opportunities i bet you they have a position you could really enjoy i think you need to go give me a call i'm sure they have a position that would be perfect for you go ahead and call gabby who is their talent acquisition specialist at 662-755-3207 or like i said go to hatcherlandscape.com and see all the things they offer now let's go ahead and highlight some news happening around in the city and county. The first thing we want to talk about is the Olive Branch Airport, which this was one of Ken Adams' biggest talking points when he was running for mayor. So it's nice to see that he's actually doing some of the things that he ran on. But he has made it to where we're going to boost the potential of the airport, and that is by giving it a self-filling station so that the airport is going to be able to continue running when there's not necessarily enough people working it. This is a big benefit, and like I said, our airport is the second most used, if you want to call it by landings and takeoffs, in the entire state. And this could be a major thing when it comes to big industry and potential when it comes to maybe even tourism. So uh, I think this is great. Congratulations to Ken and the Alder persons, and we really appreciate them making these efforts and uh, look forward to seeing what this does for the county and city. And again, I just love seeing people run on something and then actually doing it. Agreed. Now, guys, if you're one of those people who lives near the airport, you're not real happy about this. <laughs> which could be Understandably possible. so. They can <laughs> be a little noisy. It could be a little noisy. But uh, anyway, or maybe you have a house that's uh, in disarray, damaged, dated, or you got it in a bad situation. Divorce. Or just needs a lot of upgrades that you don't want to do because yeah, exactly. you're not necessarily a handyman. And uh, you're not really wanting to get into the real estate market. But you know, hey, let's see what your house is worth. And maybe somebody will give you a cash offer for it. Uh, or maybe you know a neighbor that maybe has something and you want to advise them on it. 
maybe you need to check out Rodman Properties. Guys, they have an awesome website called iBuyDeSoto.com. And you'd be shocked at how many different pages are on there of all the different things they offer. They do property management. They buy and sell houses. They flip homes. They do all kinds of things. And it's ran by a local company, not an international one, not out of state. This is somebody who lives here, part of the community, and helps boost our community. And that is why they're an advertiser with us, because they promote us. And that is huge to me, because a lot of these houses are getting bought up, like you said, by a lot of these New York firms or California people moving because they see it's cheaper and they can work from home but they're not really helping us and they're just trying to up everybody's rent exactly and that's not what we want we want somebody who really is going to improve the home which improves the neighborhood improves the community thus improving us and so robin properties is it guys go to ibuydesoto.com if you have even the slightest interest in maybe looking to see if they want to come look at your home make a fair evaluation whatever or any other services they have it is a truly truly great place and speaking of promoting our community and upgrading the city, the Cascades is coming to revolutionize Olive Branch with its silo-type setup. It's got two developers who grew up in the city of Olive Branch and have acquired 84 acres at I-22, the former Highway US-78, and MS-305 Cockrum Road. Their land is adjacent to Olive Branch Park's trail system, exit north of Methodist Hospital. When you combine this with the cotton gin, a lot of things are happening in Olive Branch. Yeah, Cash. I mean, that that wide open area just to the left of the lake, right by the soccer mm-hmm. fields there on um, Church Road. And that water uh, tower going everywhere. Yeah, that's going to be like they're creating their own version of Silo Square. Um, and it's going to be called the Cascades. I think it's going to be epic. I know when we talked to Ken Adams, uh, I think it was, what, three or four weeks ago, he said he was really excited about its potential. It looks like it's moving forward. And Olive Branch is about to have another area that's going to be up and coming. We're going to have Old Town. We're going to have this, as well as the area right across from Chick-fil-A by the by the city park. Yep. So three big areas that are going to make Olive Branch that much more desirable and a more family atmosphere. Uh, as well as entertainment areas that is going to revolutionize tourism coming in. Uh, you know, when we do the fact a week later, these numbers are going to change. Yeah. Well, and I think the airport getting the self-filling station, like we just talked about, along with all this tourism, it's all happening at the same time for a reason. Yeah, there's a, there's a good opportunity that Ken Adams might have him like a copper statue somewhere <laughs> about how he revolutionized all the branch. But hey, we'll cross that bridge when it comes. Yeah. But the other thing I love that you talked about with it is the walking, the trailing, trying to make Olive Branch more accessible to the family so you don't necessarily need a vehicle. You can go out on walks or bicycle rides. And it looks like that's what they're trying to move forward oh, with yeah. all this no as well. Doubt. No doubt. You know, guys, speaking of Old Town and having a good time in our area, there is an awesome place to go get a cider or just a straight brew. And that is at Backwater Brewery right there on 178 next to Side Street Burgers. Guys, they make their own ciders, lagers, and they have these amazing growlers you can buy that you can fill up your cup and enjoy just a fantastic experience. JR and Twinkie are fantastic hosts there. Guys, they will show you the entire process. All their microbrewery equipment is right Right there in a glass area so you can view for the process from start to finish. You get the smell, the scents, the things that just make you go ooh and ah about everything when it comes to drinking a favorite beer, a lager, or cider. They have an awesome little area up top. It's just a lounge with TV. This is a cool place if you want to go watch some college football, hang out with friends. They do an occasional game night. There's just so many different options. It's a wonderful place to go check out. They are open on Thursday afternoons, Fridays, and Saturdays. Go check them out on Facebook as well. That is at backwater.ms. Now, y'all know that we love doing everything positive, and I kind of hate that it didn't start in Olive Branch, but hey, give credit to where credit is due. There has been a giant inflatable duck driving around Hernando and just blown up in DeSoto County and yeah. thank you to this random citizen yeah well this guy's from Hernando and he did it because he saw something similar and this joker's made news and all he wanted to do was just put a smile on people's face you know what I mean something that's been harmless and just maybe it was a joke and end up turning into something where people just get a, a smile and sometimes that little bit makes the difference for somebody's day and then maybe that person having a good day influences another person it's just the pay it forward yep. method and I think it's fantastic so of course we had to put it on here not telling people of all the branch they need to go put in <laughs> inflatables on their cars or anything like that i'm not gonna be mad if you do <laughs> you know, but 
I just think it's good. I think the guys should get the knowledge, and I think it's fantastic. Guys, if you're looking for more entertainment, South Haven is going to be doing movies outside at Saucer Park starting September 23rd. I think the first one's going to be The Secret Life of Pets. I think they're going to have another one on October 21st, which is Coco, one of my absolute favorite animated movies yeah. of all time. If you haven't seen it, make sure you bring plenty of Kleenex. Um, that box will be gone, Man. but it is such a good movie. Yeah, yeah, it might be a little bit of a tearjerker in certain parts, but a it's little a, bit. Like, it's a positive tearjerker. <laughs> okay, not you know that kind of stuff. But also, Hernando is having free concerts as well as hometown bands uh, on Thursday at seven o'clock on their historic town square. Hopefully, this means Olive Branch will be following suit and doing something similar in the near future. Maybe you might want to look up the emails for our aldermen and let them know this is something you desire. Yeah, because there's so much good things happening in the other cities. I don't see why this isn't something that we can be doing in the city of Olive Branch, whether it's finding a place to get some live music by some of these bands promoting local talent or just getting people together to watch movies outdoors like South Haven has. I agree. 100. Guys, the Mid-South Fair is finally coming back, and it's going to be on September 23rd, and now you have a chance to get tickets for 25% off. Just order online before the first day of the Mid-South Fair. They should have a lot of new entertaining acts, as we've been talking about. I even saw a TV ad that showed they were going to have dogs doing tricks and stuff. Frisbee dogs, the uh, number one group, 30-minute act. So, I mean, you're going to get your ticket worth right off of that alone. But also, one of my favorite things, pig races. There's nothing about just having a funnel cake or some of that fair food and then just seeing pigs race. Absolutely. Of course, my favorite part is is getting my obesity on and the food. So, hey, it is what it is. Hey, we get to sweat it all out. You know, it's going to be a thousand <laughs> degrees. Yeah. So, guys, there was a DeSoto County School Board meeting this past Thursday. And, well, let's just say the parents are concerned and are voicing their opinions a little bit. But you have to understand that DeSoto County is doing pretty well when it comes to COVID. There have been over 500 new cases and over 1,400 new quarantines. However, when you look at the percentages due to the number of students, that is less than 1.4% of people with positive new cases and less than 4% when it comes to quarantines. So, you know, you have to really look at it in perspective. And DeSoto County Superintendent Corey Usselman, a friend of the podcast, says mask usage is allowed and encouraged throughout the district. But right now, there is no mandate in place for all 40 attendance centers. Guys, I can personally tell you, I work at Center Hill High School, and our numbers are very, very low, and the kids are doing a phenomenal job. I would say over half the kids wear masks, and it is a great place. We, we run basically as normal cash. Being, there has been no hiccup in any of our activities. We still do all of our COVID safety measures. We spread out. We have spaces between them at lunch, things, and kids. the kids are just respective to each other. Mm-hmm. You know, and the teachers facilitate an atmosphere where we can still be normal but we also be as safe as possible and it's just a great example that this can work and so uh, i know there's a lot of critics out there i know there's been some you know articles written in the state that you know say this that and so on and i get that you're going to have diverging opinions everywhere is but the bottom line here is is guys is if you know it's your choice if you choose to wear a mask that's up to you if you choose not to that's up to you nobody's here to tell you anything wise just understand look at the numbers look at the facts do the best you can for your kids and let's all try to have the closest thing to normalcy as 100% possible. I think that's the best way to look at it. And especially bravo to the parents that went up there, voiced their concerns. That's important, especially in the kind of country that we run. But as you said, when you put out just raw numbers, they can be very scary. Try to look at these statistics, get a little bit of the facts, and then understand we are doing really well in this area. I agree. Guys, now, if you want some extra cleaning because you're still nervous in the area, our good buddies at DeSoto Cleaning are the best. Brian and his crew specialize in doing floors, especially tile, grout, hardwood, and the worst ever, steam cleaning carpet. It is absolutely miserable trying to get down on your hands and knees, slowly roll that thing. Just come in and let the professionals do it because they're going to offer you a price that's even better than what you're renting it for and then knock off 15% because you mentioned OB Pod. I mean, what else you got to lose, guys? Look. Have Brian come look at it. Let him give you a quote. And if you're not happy or you're concerned, which I doubt will happen, honestly, based on his prices and his long list of positive reviews, I think you're really going to enjoy the process as well as the result. Go check him out on Facebook. That is DeSoto Cleaning. Now, this is something I'm really excited about. I won't be able to participate, but I wish it was something that was around when I was in school, and that is an eSports team especially for some of the games that I was really good at. You know, Madden, at one point in my life, when my thumb still worked, I was a top 10 player in the world. (laughs) To have had that opportunity in school to help get a scholarship, that is something that is absolutely fantastic. 
but they've got a lot of games. FIFA is absolutely massive online. Smite, one of my personal favorites. League of Legends, Rocket League, which is huge amongst little kids. Splatoon and Super Smash Bros. This is a great opportunity for college to get scholarships, but just to help give these kids something to do. They're at home playing. Why not try to give them a little bit more school spirit? Yeah, bravo to Olive Branch High School for having this E-team. I think it's fantastic. And it gives an avenue for kids that, you know, be honest with you, there are a lot of kids out there that don't gravitate towards athletics. No. And they, you know, people are like, oh, well, it's nerd or band geek or this. No. What do you call it? They're just kids who prefer to have different interests, yeah. you know. And that's 100% fine. So, again, bravo to Olive Branch having this team. Uh, I, I believe the other schools in our area have them as well. But I was really excited about what they were talking about here. And so uh, they're going to be waving the fee to be on this uh, roster this year they're investing $2,100 into this program and like you said you're giving different outlets to different kids and I couldn't be more grateful for something like that guys our last bit of news we want to mention because it's right here in September that is our honor the troops classic golf tournament is back and is going to be on September 23rd and 24th guys if you don't know anything about it it was started in 2015 to the help of local business and that was Bunzel Distribution and they are a corporate sponsor for the Walter Reed Society which benefits the Walter Reed Medical Center and is geared towards our armed forces they hold a golf tournament in several cities across Across the country over the past five years they have raised over $125,000 for veterans in these events alone this event is absolutely fantastic for our veterans. I mean, they get meals, they get swag, the whole nine yards, and it's just, it's just fantastic. Now, what they're asking for right now is they're looking for sponsors, anyone to be able to help a veteran or first runner so they can play the event for free. That would be huge. Feel motivated or inspired. Please reach out to these guys. They have a website of Honor the Troops Classic. Now, remember, this is the only one in the state that is a Purple Heart sponsored event, as well as the city of Olive Branch is the only city named a Purple Heart City. This is a huge honor when it comes to this, and so let's make them proud. All right, Zach, it sounds like it's time for that fact of the week. You're right, Cash, and it is brought to you by Rob Long of the DeSoto County Museum, which is located in Hernando on Commerce Street across from the Area 51 Ice Cream Shop. They are open Tuesday through Saturday and have numerous exhibits for your viewing and learning pleasure. This is a great opportunity if you're a person who loves history like we do. Go check them out, and hey, get you a little ice cream next door when you get done. Guys, our fact of the week is, in the last 20 years, the city of Olive Branch has experienced the greatest growth of its history. Really, it was the 10 years going from 2000 to 2010, but the city of Olive Branch has grown to where it was around 33,500 in 2010 to now... They are approaching 40,000 people as of the most recent census, which I'm going to say, since that was in 2019, we're probably well over 40 by now. Yeah, because we just had the annexation and just more people moving in. I think we're probably nearing closer to that 50 than we are on that 40. Oh, there's no doubt. Now, guys, when we talk about this growth, this is what it means. That's how we ended up getting our Methodist Healthcare Hospital in Olive Branch because of that huge population growth. As well as we even made the Bloomberg Business Magazine, where Olive Branch was ranked the fastest growing city in the nation over the last 20 years. Say that again. There's not many things that Mississippi gets to be first in, especially Olive Branch. Just Olive Branch alone, yes. fastest growing city in the nation. Bravo. Like, who would have ever thought that a, you know, a small town in Mississippi would be number one in fastest oh, yeah. growing? That's crazy. Now, of course, that is from 2010, but you have to understand. In the next 10 years, we have continued to grow another seven to 8,000 people potentially. That is still astronomical growth. I believe it because with everything we mentioned at the top of the show and with how Ken Adams is looking to run this, I see nothing but good things coming in our future. Yeah, it's, it's very impressive. And so I thought that was neat. And so here's some other unique facts from the census. Based on our 2019 numbers, okay, Olive Branch is broken down into these categories. 63% are considered white. 30% African-American, 3% Hispanic, 4% or other. And then, of course, 49% male and 51% female. Women rule the world. <laughs> you got it, Bubba. Well, guys, that wraps up the first half of our show, and I hope you enjoyed it. We have a terrific second half, of course, with our post-game special with Coach Alan Peacock, Coach Jason Russell, and Coach Dustin Hectorn. And we're going to have all our county scores as well as talk to them about their three games because all three got the W Friday night. And so it should make for a great conversation. I was going to say we should have nothing but high spirits with some of the scores that I was looking at.
With summer here, are you looking to start renovating? Well, North Mississippi Dumpster is the local business you want to contact. All you have to do is head over to DeSotoDumpsters.com. You will be able to find all of your pricing and sizing needs. They are open seven days a week and have fantastic prices. They carry 13 and 20 yard roll-off dumpsters that are in great conditions so you don't have an eyesore sitting in your yard or on your job site. They service DeSoto, Tate, Marshall, and Tunica counties. So visit them at DeSotoDumpsters.com or give them a call at 901-299-0916. Is planning your summer getaway becoming too much of a hassle? Then reach out to Sue Ellen and Ann Christopher of Magical Destinations. Whether it's a trip to Disney World, Universal Studios, or a tropical getaway, these ladies can help you plan the trip of your dreams. They work to get the best rates with headache-free planning. Magical Destination is locally owned in Hernando, so give them a call today at 662-469-6304, or you can find them on Facebook or Instagram at Magical Destinations Unlimited. Are you tired of an unimpressive lawn or need some help from a local professional to get your yard the way you want it? Look no further than Master Lawn for your weed control and fertilizing needs. Master Lawn has been serving the Olive Branch community and surrounding areas for over 25 years and is ready to add you to their long list of satisfied customers. Contact them today for a free quote through their website, www.masterlawninc.com or call 901-250-0873. And now it's time for the OB Pod Coaches Post Game Show with Jason Russell, Alan Peacock, and Justin Hector. You think you know football, but you don't. So shut up and listen. That's right, guys. We are here at week two of the football season, and we've got all the scores and highlights we want to give you with our coaches, Heck Torn, Russell, and Coach Peacock. Before we do, we've got to mention our fantastic sponsor. That is Old Town Vibes right there in Old Town on Pigeon Roost Road. And that is right in the Pigeon Roost Shopping Center. Guys, this is the best place for meal replacement shakes, loaded teas, and specialty drinks. Speaking of specialty drinks, Cash, you know, when Tennessee played on Thursday, they decided to come out with their own special drink for Tennessee fans called The Vol. And I think it performed a lot better than Tennessee did. <laughs> you just had to cut him like that. <laughs> Absolutely. Like we said, I am going to hold nothing back when it comes to Phantom. If you want to, as a small UT, try to come after Texas, then fine. You know, beat Bowling Green by more than, like, I don't know, 12 points. You know, look like the f- faster, better team. But this isn't about them. The drink was delicious. I've always wondered what all the hype was about Loaded Tea. I always thought it was everyone getting hammered at 6 a.m. And <laughs> everyone had so much energy. I didn't understand it. I went, I tried it out, and I got to say, I understand the hype. The energy you get from this that feels so much healthier and cleaner is out of this world. I know. And the crazy thing is, is that these drinks aren't bad in calories. And they're especially if you do a meal replacement shake, they have great when it comes to protein quality and everything. So uh, so just a fantastic place, guys. Look, they're open on Mondays through Fridays from 7 to 4 p.m. And on Saturdays, 9 to 2 I mean, that's right. On game day, if you need that kick in the pants, go get you a drink in the morning. Enjoy it for the entire afternoon. You're gonna you're gonna pay yourself dividends. Well, and as soon as you walk in, you're gonna be met with by the friendliest staff that is going to put you in a better mood, put a smile on your face, and then you get this delicious drink that gets you through the rest of it. It is a beautiful way to start oh, your day. It's a win, win, and maybe a win for your team, especially if it's on game day. Guys, check them out on Facebook. That is at Old Town Vibes or on Instagram under the same name. All right, Cash, let's get right to those scores, brother. What do we got? We're going to start off with North Point as they actually played a little bit of defense this week, and they destroyed Marshall County, a school out in Kentucky, 42-7. to Cash, I listened to my buddies over there at Under the Water Tower like we talk about all the time. And, you know, Bo Bigline, that's uh, Derek's son, is the starting center. Bravo they to were, the fat guys. Always uh, represent oh, offensive linemen when absolutely. we can. Absolutely. They were actually very concerned this might be a barn burner as the defense was so bad. But not only that, is that Marshall County, Marshalls, by the way. Fantastic name. And I like just, <laughs> hey, Marshall's such a great thing. Let's do it twice. I know. Marshall, Marshalls. But anyway, <laughs> um, they are a 6A public high school playing North Point, which is a small <laughs> private school, and took a whooping 42 to 7. 
Just never even got off the bus. I mean, maybe the team was quarantined. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the cheerleaders came out and said, let's play flag. And then they didn't call it, you know. They were just practicing COVID six feet protocols. And you know what? I respect <laughs> them for it. I mean, I don't know. Uh, I didn't get the, any synopsis from the game, but that score looks like it was heavily one-sided. But congratulations, North Point. Yep. And now we're going to move to the opposite end of the spectrum scoring-wise as South Haven lost to Columbus 10-6. to yeah, talk about a defensive struggle. That's a tough loss for Coach Stanley, and uh, but hopefully they're able to rebound next week. Yeah, I, I always hate it for defense whenever you only allow 10 points and you lose. It's like being a great pitcher. You give up one run, have 12 strikeouts, and the other team had like eight points. And you're just like, what more could I have done? Yeah, exactly. We're going to stick with DeSoto County and go into Horn Lake as they lost to Lafayette 38-7. Believe it or not, Horn Lake I actually played pretty well in a lot of places. It's just a bad situation. Um, Horn Lake had numerous turnovers, even though they played pretty well. It's really sad. Lafayette just capitalized all of them, and that's why they lost 38-7. Those turnovers are the silent killer, and they can make you feel like you're playing better and still lose in a lopsided game like that. Now we're going to move on to what looks like to be a silent juggernaut of the county, Lake Cormorant as they beat DeSoto Central 32-15. to Yeah, DeSoto Central's a pretty salty team, but Cash, sadly, the starting quarterback, DeSoto Central, went down with a broken leg oh. mid-game. Uh, it was a tough situation. Huge injury delay. Uh, take him out of an ambulance. I mean, he, he gave a thumbs up. The crowd was good, but that is definitely a morale killer. Probably led to a lot of the issues there, uh, but we wish him well. Hope for a speedy yeah. recovery. Wish that and, on nobody, yeah. and hopefully it doesn't require surgery. But I mean, something like a broken leg—it's hard to get out of that. It's hard. Congratulations, Lake Harmer, though they—they they play hard. They are a solid football team. I mean, they have been destroying everybody. Super fast, super lean. I'm excited to see what they do this year. Agreed. Our buddies down under the water tower finally have their first win as Hernando won a shootout against Cleveland Central, forty-nine to forty-two. How about that? And so Matt chose poor. Poorly, as he chose Cleveland Central to win the ball game against his own Hernando team. How dare he? I, I will I'm calling him out yeah, right now. I would rather lose every one of my picks and pick Olive Branch, Lewisburg, and Center Hill every week than pick against them. I mean, it's whatever. But anyway, long story short, congratulations to Hernando. <laughs> Fantastic game. Uh, you know, Cleveland Central was a talented team, but in a shootout, they came over on top. So congrats to those Tigers. Now let's head on to the three that we care about the most. Olive Branch got their first win of the season to remain undefeated, beating St. George 21-14. to Yeah, uh, talking to Coach Russell, you'll get to hear that interview here in a few minutes. Uh, it was a uh, what I would like to call a dogfight. I put it on Twitter. A lot of people who were at the game called me and told me that you know, it was back and forth, back and forth. And, of course, Olive Branch is still a game or two behind everyone else. Mm -hmm. St. George has played multiple Jamborees in games, and so they were kind of in tune. Olive Branch is still figuring a few things out. They all they have is a jamboree under the belt. Um, but uh, they they fought hard. They beat St. George and the five officials that were obviously more <laughs> for the TWSA, we want to call it, because that is the consensus I got from everybody that only flags flew in one direction. So that's unfortunate. Hey, sometimes you got to beat 13, and that is A-OK. -okay. There you go. Lewisburg got on track and shellacked by Halia 45-14, to and I know Coach Hectorn has to be happy. Man, they were. You know, the game actually started off kind of rocky, and people were worried. Uh, I mean, they, they drove down a few series, and the quarterback threw a terrible interception, and the guy almost took it to the distance. Uh, luckily, defense was able to stand in there pretty good. I only gave up a couple big plays. That's what led to the 14 points. Uh, but after that, uh, Lewisburg hit a dynamic running game. A lot of pulling guards, a lot of stuff. We have a great conversation with Coach Hector about their offensive philosophy and where they went with this mm -hmm. game and why it was so successful. Great turnaround from last week. Uh, it's a very, very promising for those guys. And now the one I'm most excited about because the triple option is just something that will always be be near and dear to my heart. Center Hill beat Kirby High School 47-35. to Yeah, Cash, and the score really doesn't represent the game. We were beating them 30-something to 14 at one time. Uh, game in hand, under control, and he subbed the guys in, did the right thing, giving PT to all his players, giving them experience versus a quality team. Kirby was not a bad football team. They were not. You could tell they were still working out kinks of their own style. Uh, and defensively, it's just so hard to try to defend the triple option. It's just so hard, especially if you're not not really well-versed in what your responsibilities are. 
You make one mistake, a guy can get five, ten, and basically untouched before the safety gets to him. And so that's what's happening all yeah. night. Yeah, I mean, there's. I don't want to say it's smoke and mirrors because that's not necessarily what it is. But there's a lot of information to take in each and every play. And a lot of the wing T triple option offense is built to look the same. And so you think you already know what's happening. You've been low to sleep. And then, boom, we're on the edge for another 15 yards. Boom, we've handed it up because you're going the other way, 7, 8. And it's just quick, fast-paced. You think, oh, no, low scoring. No. Wing T is built to put up points in a hurry. And so the entire night, Coach Peacock and them drove the field at will. I mean, it was just five, six, seven. Sometimes they get stopped at the line. Sometimes they wouldn't. But, you know, the next play would make up for it. And that's what you're supposed to do with this offense. You're supposed to be methodical. You're supposed to tire down your defense. They did a fantastic job. They scored. I mean, the opening kickoff return was a touchdown. That's something that's unheard of, really, with our program. And so that was a great way to start. There was a lot of energy. The place had a lot of great people. The student section was fantastic. The insane stings were awesome. Uh, it was just a great environment for football. Uh, you know, again, we yeah. the game went on almost to 11 o'clock. Even though with all that running, Kirby was a throwing team. Uh, kept it going late. Plus, we had an injury delay. The ambulance had to come in. Luckily, the kid was okay. It was just a dislocation. Uh, but again, it was a great night for football in all the branch and especially Center Hill. So stay tuned. These coach interviews are going to be fantastic. And let's go ahead and start off with Coach Hectorn. All right, guys. I got Coach Hectorn with me. Uh, coach, man, how you enjoying your weekend after that big W and by hell, you coach? Hey, it's been great. Um, I'm not sure my wife knew I got home and had to paint a room the other night and do all kind of chores. So the wind was short-lived and it was right back to work as soon as I walked in the house. But, uh, no, it's, it's been a great weekend and uh, appreciate you having me on. Man, that's not a problem, Coach. Look, I got to tell you, you know, I didn't get to go to the game personally, but when I watched the game tape on it, you know, it looked like y'all were putting a clinic on, Coach. I mean, I saw a lot of repetition of great blocking, great running, and, and by the way, great scoring. I think, uh, I think y'all were hitting all cylinders offensively. I saw the quarterback very comfortable in the pocket, making some good throws, big plays right and left. But I think the star of the night was, was your running back, Coach. I think the guy was all over the place. He was dynamic. He had to have well over 100 yards and several touchdowns. Yeah, he had 183 yards rushing uh, – that's Coleman Dowell. And I, and I tell you, some of those were, it was just him. Uh, I think our offensive line did a, a really good job and they really settled in as the game went on and got a little bit more comfortable and confident in what they were doing. Um, but I, I tell you, Coleman had a, a heck of a night and, uh, you know, ran really hard. And, and again, when you can run the football on people like that, you've got a chance to, you know, really control the, control the game and the tempo. And, and, um, you know, I think that's what builds a lot of confidence in your football team. Coach, couldn't agree with you more. Uh, I, I, I love when I get to watch a, a tape and I get to see guards pulling constantly and just mashing up with folks and making these beautiful holes. And he was cutting right and left, right past the line after these giant gaping holes were created. It was it was really pretty to watch. I mean, he wasn't even getting touched by an off-color jersey five, seven yards deep uh, into the play. Uh, really impressive. So kudos to your offensive line, your offensive line coach. Yeah, they did a great job. They're getting a lot better. You know, I, I'd still like to see us finish a little bit more. But, um, you, you know, that's kind of been our point of emphasis over the last couple of weeks. And, and our offensive coaches have done a great job of – you know, game planning, but also, you know, getting our kids ready and, and our kids are working extremely hard. And, you know, so we, we uh, had 183 yards from Coleman. We had 71 yards from DJ Green and we chicked in 21 more from, from a, a, a young JV type guy. So um, great night rushing, you know, racked up you know, almost 400 yards of, of offense. So um, really good to see that. And again, a lot of confidence for our kids going forward. Agreed, Coach. Now, we can talk offense all day, but the reality of it is is the score was pretty low on the other side, which means your defense had a pretty decent night. Now, I know by hell you has at least two or three kids that are pretty darn talented. I mean, the very first touchdown they had, their running back was pretty spectacular, broke two or three tackles, made a couple cuts, and took off for at least 40 to 50 yards for the first score. Uh, that's not just a garden variety. That's pretty impressive. Uh, also saw a couple linemen that were pretty nasty, pretty good-sized fellows that uh, moved the line pretty good. Uh, looks like they had some weapons, just didn't have every piece of the puzzle, and that cost them on their offense, and y'all took care of it on defense. Yeah, we gave up 150 yards uh, total offense. You know, we had 42 yards of it was on that touchdown that you that you were just talking about, and then we had a 49-yard touchdown pass that was thrown on us to start the second half. And, you know, you take away those two big plays – and, and we had a, a really, really good night defensively. And 
And, and that's one of the things we've talked about over the last few weeks that we've got to clean up and we've got to be better at. We cannot give up big plays. And I, I thought our pursuit of the football was a lot better. I mean, that's one way that we're going to prevent it. And the second way we prevent that is you know, making sure we're getting lined up correctly. I think our defense is, is starting to get a little bit more uncomfortable. You know, we're a, we're a very young and inexperienced football team. So, you know, every week we're getting better. And, you know, that's that's really what you want. And, and I guess really all I can ask for as a coach. And our kids are doing that. They're working really hard. And, and I tell you, our coaches are, are doing a fantastic job of, again, game planning and, and really continuing to to uh, teach and drill these guys so so that they can be successful. And uh, we're really proud of our program right now. Awesome. Coach, I noticed during watching the tape that your linebackers looked, uh, I would say, a, a little more impressive. Um, I noticed you had one that come in and he made a pick on a play uh, for a, for six. I noticed your Mike backer, uh, number five, and was real strong and aggressive. Uh, did you make some adjustments in the linebacker core for this ballgame? Well, we, we did have uh, – we had one guy that was out this week and, and we had a young guy, Noah Redding, who came in and, and, and stepped in. And uh, But, you know, other than that, I mean, Dante Jackson's our, our mic backer and JT Swift's our, uh, uh, is our wheel backer. He also played some uh, star outside backer for us uh, this past week due to the uh, uh, one of our players being out. So, uh, you know, these guys, again, we're, we're just young. I mean, two of those guys are sophomores. One's a senior that – it uh, doesn't have a ton of playing experience. And again, like I said earlier, we're just getting better the more reps we get. And kind of that success, I think, is adding to it where they start to kind of feel a little bit more comfortable in the defense and what we're doing. And um, so, it, again, it's just reps. It's just, you know, great job by our coaches getting these guys ready. Um, but other than that, I mean, no, no adjustments. We're not going to panic and, and change our offense or change our defense. We're just going to continue to teach our guys and, and continue to uh, work on getting them better. Coach, I appreciate you clearing that up. Uh, you know, to, to clarify, what I mean by that is, is that I didn't know if you had new guys in or adjusting positions or swapping around it, but I think uh, people can appreciate what you explained there. And it's good to hear that, you know, we had a guy out, uh, that other guys stepped up and to see that kind of performance. Because like you said, you could definitely tell they were more comfortable, more aggressive to the football. Uh, and I think that's what led to a, a much more successful defensive night. Well, Coach, I think Bahia was a team that uh, wasn't ready for what you brought. I think your guys were focused and uh, well in tuned, and I think it was a great example of what y'all can accomplish when y'all are hitting all cylinders. So I definitely want to say congrats on that. So let's focus on your next opponent. It's a big home game coming back to Jamestown uh, versus Kosciuszko. What can you tell the listeners about Kosciuszko so when they come out Friday night, they know what to look for? I, I tell you, not a lot. Um, you know, Kosciuszko got shut down uh, pretty pretty early on, right right after school got started. Uh, this will actually be their first game. Uh, so we have, uh, you know, we don't really have a, any film on them or anything like that. Uh, but I do know that uh, they've got a quarterback that is back that um, I think was a, the player of the year in their region uh, a year ago. And they've got several receivers that are some, some pretty good athletes. You know, they sent a guy to a receiver to Mississippi State last year. Uh, so I, I know they're an athletic bunch. Um, and, and what I know from, you know, in history, uh, they're, they're usually a pretty good football program, and, and Coach Orr down there does a fantastic job. And um, so I, I know we'll have our hands full. Um, a little a little weird and, and not normal to kind of go into week three and, and not have film to watch and to prepare for, um, you know, but that's just kind of the things that we're dealing with uh, with COVID and, and, and everything that's going on. So um, we're excited, though. I know we're going to have a great opponent, and it's going to be a beautiful night for football. And, you know, again, we're going to go back this week and continue to try to get better at what we do and uh, just be prepared for whatever whatever they throw at us. I hear you, Coach. You know, in my experience, from people I know in the area, Kosciuszko is a strong football club. Uh, it is a very athletic bunch, and uh, they, they like to move the ball around. And so I do believe you are correct with that. I think they're going to be very strong and athletic. With, and I think it's going to be a challenge for Lewisburg, to be honest with you. I think uh, you guys are really going to have to be uh, hitting on all cylinders like this past Friday and uh, really try to match up the best you can and take advantage of those situations when you get them.
Well, Coach, I, uh, I hate that they don't have tape for you, but I know your kids will uh, really excel this week in practice. Like you said, it's supposed to be a beautiful week. I think there's not a single chance of rain for the next seven days, and I think the high is like an 87 or 88 and right in the middle of the week. Should make for great practice. Uh, hopefully the execution is strong. And you guys just focus on y'all. I think uh, that way on Friday night, if you're hitting those uh, all cylinders like we've said several times, uh, maybe no opponent can handle it. And it'll just be a spell uh, a W for you when it comes to this uh, Friday night. That's right. I, I, you know, and we tell our, our kids all the time, you know, it doesn't matter who gets off the bus. I mean, if the New Orleans Saints get off the bus to play us, I mean, that's just what we have to do. And, and, and it's just about us going out and being the best version of us on every single rep and and if we do that and and again we you know we try to be the best that we can possibly be you know other things typically uh take care of themselves couldn't agree with you more coach so coach i know it is a holiday weekend uh but are you going to have the kids come in on monday and uh, get some extra work in to prep for this week absolutely we'll be in um at eight o'clock in the morning on monday and and uh we're gonna we're gonna get our lift in we'll watch our film from friday and and, uh, you know, kind of start our preparation for, for the week. So, um, you know, we, we want to spend time with family and, and, and give our kids that time off that, that they need with family, and that's important to us. Uh, so we'll, we'll get in pretty early, have a, it'll probably be a little bit shorter practice, um, you know, but we want to make sure we're prepared. And like I've been saying, you know, we've got to continue to get better. And, uh, you know, that's what our plan is on Monday morning. Heard that, Coach. And I'm a firm believer in maintaining a good routine makes a huge difference when it comes to uh, your week of prep. And so I completely agree. And I think if that's what you guys need right now, I think that's a good decision. So, well, Coach, I really appreciate you giving us a few minutes of your time, uh, especially on this holiday weekend. And we look forward to Friday night. And if there's uh, anything we can do from the podcast to help you, you let us know. And we look forward to seeing it. Yeah, as always, appreciate you. Love love chatting with you. And um, again, excited to see everybody come out in Jamestown Friday night, seven o'clock. It'll be a beautiful night and a lot of fun. So, um, Hey, let's, let's pack Jamestown. I heard that, brother. We'll see y'all Friday. Yes, sir. Thank you. Such a fun interview. And it was good to talk to him after that first win. Let's talk to coach Russell. Now that he's gotten his first game. Hi right, guys. I got coach Russell here. My branch coach. I hope you're enjoying yourself on this Saturday, uh, after that big W last night. Absolutely. Well, we're hanging, you know, hanging out here with the family and just, uh, watching some film and, uh, getting ready to go for Starkville this week. And so, uh, Saturdays are a pretty fun day around the house. I heard that brother. Well, look, man, congrats on the W last night. Watch a little bit of the tape and coach, I got to tell you, it looks like you were battling not only St. George's 11, but you're also battling maybe officiating crew and maybe just bad luck or first game jitters. What, what do you got to say about last night? Well, you know, I always tell the kids, you know, we're going to control what we can control. You know, there's, there's certainly some, some calls that did not go our way and some calls that I've, uh, I've looked very hard on film and not been able to find where in the world they saw what they saw was, but you know, I can't control that, and the kids can't control that, so we just put our heads down and went right back to work and uh, and found a way to be successful. I believe you there, Coach. Look, I got to tell you, y'all really showed that you were able to work through adversity. I don't know how many times I watched where y'all had a quality drive rolling, offensive line is destroying, moving the ball at will, and then, uh, oops, a turnover, or oops, a big penalty hits you. And it just basically undercuts your entire momentum and allow St. George to stay in the game. Because, you know, if you look at the stats and how things were in the game, I mean, really, y'all was kind of a, a dominating performance by you guys. But instead, it just from the scoreboard, it makes it look like they were always in the match. Yeah, you know, and when you put together a game and you, you, you have 120 yards of penalties, whether justified or not, and then you also have two turnovers, I mean, it ends up being a okay, football game. And that's, that's kind of what we had. It looked like a first football game in a lot of ways. And a lot of things we need to – to improve upon um i did think the highlight of the night was our offensive line i thought we controlled the line of scrimmage sitting down watching the, the game last night when we got back i mean the, the, the line of scrimmage was just surging every single play with our guys so up front really proud of how we played on the offensive line coach i'm, I'm gonna say you're gonna be a force to be reckoned with anybody who has a weaker defensive line or struggles in that department I do believe you're going to have your way and will because it was uh, it was impressive. You were you were absolutely correct. Uh, congratulations to Coach Jones on a fine job with his OL. You know, Coach, I think overall, I think your defense played pretty solid. You know, they were flying around the football. I, you know, I, and I know for the last week or two, we talked about your linebacker core being young and experienced. I thought they improved. Uh, I think they were uh, on point a lot of times. Don't get me wrong. I mean, we all have our fouls, but, you know. But overall, I think team-wise, y'all are very strong. I think your quarterback, man, fly around, running back did a good job. 
I think everybody had great moments and played overall well. But like you said, uh, losing momentum, penalties, uh, turnovers and costly situations. Um, and then just kind of, uh, you know, St. George just kind of finding a way to linger around. I think that's just kind of the story of the entire game. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, there's there's a lot of things that we need to improve upon. You know, everybody always says your biggest improvement comes from your first game uh, to your second game, not your jamboree to your first game. And, and we've got a lot of improvement we need to do. Happy to get out of there with a W, but again, we're not definitely not satisfied with where we are. Um, we need to, you know, we, we had a couple guys running wide open on some on some uh, deep routes. I know one particular we had a post route where we were wide open. We just missed on that. Uh, we'll hit that. Uh, we did in the Jamboree, and that was a big touchdown for us there. Uh, you know, I, I was a little disappointed we were not able to get over the top on, with, on them in our passing game. Uh, but, again, they came out uh, with a four-high look and uh, in two high safeties and, and corners, and they, they – played back off of us and they wanted to keep everything in front of them and, and they made us earn everything we got. Yeah, Coach, you remember, I remember last week when we talked about it, you know, it's a, what I call a classic bend, don't break defense. Put everything in front, hope you make a mistake and keep you around to make you earn every yard all the way down the field and like many schools, especially early in their season, most most prolific offenses have a hard time maintaining, you know, first down, first down, first down, all the way down the field and trying to you know stay mistake free. And it works for them, and that's why they've been a successful team, and uh, and they definitely tried to use that with you. But luckily, you were able to break through and get those three touchdowns, and which should have been more, and got the W. That's right. When when you got the run game and you're getting six to eight yards of carry, but you're never never able to break the one for 30, 40, 50, 60 yards. You know, those are the things that just kind of just keep you grinding the entire time. Uh, and then again, they have they have four deep guys, you know, playing cover four look and. You really can't, you know, attack that too much vertically. The holes on that defense are, are underneath, and so uh, we had to stay underneath with most of our passing game and, and, and just dink and dunk and, and run the football. So uh, we were able to do that and do that really, really successfully. Um, you know, then you, you factor in penalties and that, and that kind of makes it slow down a little bit as well. Yeah, agree, Coach. Well, Coach, you mentioned next week, and that is Starkville. Now, Starkville is typically a stellar football team. You know, what can you tell the listener about what y'all looking at for this week with them? You know, you're going to have just fantastic athletes all over the field. You know, I mean, they're they're a little younger than they were last year. Um, of course, you know, their quarterback that they had last year is at, at, at Ole Miss right now. And, you know, fantastic player. Um, but Starville is one of those kind of programs that it doesn't, you know, just start over. I mean, they just kind of reload every year. They always have talent. Uh, they have for years. And, and they're going to be a really good football team. When I clicked on the tape, you know, Speed. It's the first thing you see is just speed running around all on the field. You know, we've got a lot of team speed, and so do they. Uh, so I think that's going to be exciting to see. Uh, defensively, watching them, uh, they're going to be a man-free type team. You know, when they've got those kind of athletes, they're going to man guys up and, and uh, you know, bring pressure on you up front and, and, and make you have to earn everything there. Yeah, no, no doubt, Coach. I mean – I've had a buddy who was a defensive guy over there at Stark for many years, and he says it doesn't matter. He goes, it could be a ninth grader, it could be a twelfth grader. We got guys who can fly to the football, and they're hungry to hit you. And he says that's the that's how you get championship programs when you have that all over the field. And uh, I have no doubt that's going to be the same thing. I think you're really going to have one of your biggest, if not your biggest challenge of your regular season, will be this Friday. And uh, I hope y'all guys are really able to make that you know that response coming from a first game to your second game, like we talked about a minute ago. Um, I think it's going to be a situation where y'all going to like you're going you're to have to control the line of scrimmage like you did last night. I think you're going to have to be mistake free. I think you're going to have to avoid uh, those turnovers, and hopefully the officials are uh, calling it right, and, and you don't have to worry about that killing any momentum. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, yeah, I think one in the game we can't be one dimensional. We can't be just all run. We can't be all pass. Uh, we need to have them guessing what we're going to be doing, and uh, we're going to need to make sure we have every every you know aspect of our game offensively to, to you know to go against them, and then defensively we got to stay over the top on them. We just can't uh, we can't allow them to get behind us with that speed. Coach, so what style of offense have you seen come from so far? Well, they're very similar to us. You know, they're spread style offense, and they're going to run reads and those type of things. So they're honestly the two the two teams are very very similar. You know, we're a little bit more uh, zone based defensively than they are. They're a bit more man based, but 
offensively what they do is very similar to what we do as well. Well, hopefully that helps your defense. You know, you're basically going against yourself. will help you prepare for the other team. Uh, team speed offensively versus them uh, gives a good comparison. So hopefully with a short week, I hope you all are able to get enough good practice in to make the difference. Are you all going to be coming in on Monday or those kids get off? Absolutely. We're definitely coming in on Monday. We're going to keep our kids' schedule the same as we normally would have it on a Monday. Just, just you know, our kids thrive on consistency. Uh, so we've got our normal same roll call uh, as we have if we were at school. And then the day's going to look just the same as it normally would on a Monday. Uh, just, again, just consistency, just get those kids in there, get them used to a regular week. And, you know, we're going to treat it as that. You know, it, it is a big game, but we also have to have um, treat it the way that we do any other game and uh, just make sure our kids are ready to roll. I heard that, Coach. Well, Coach, I got to tell you, I really appreciate you giving us a few minutes, especially on the holiday weekend. I hope you didn't take too, too much time away from your family. Uh, big congrats on a good W last night. I know that was a hard-fought one. Uh, you know, so at least that's the way it looked on the scoreboard. And, but it's a quality win, and that's what people need to understand. You, you you might not have a scoreboard that shows you beating by 30, 40 points, but the reality of it is anytime you walk into St. George and come out with a W, that's a quality win. So that's, that's, uh, that's very admirable and very respectful for your team. Uh, that's a good sign for you guys moving forward. Uh, we wish you a great luck this week in practice. Hope everybody stays healthy. And we need you all to bring home that W from Starfall. Sounds great. Appreciate it. All right, Coach. Again, enjoy your weekend, and we'll talk to you next week. All right. Thank you. What a great job you did there, Zach. Now let's head to your school, Center Hill, with Coach Peacock. Hey, guys and gals. I've got Coach Peacock with me again. Coach, how we doing uh, after a stellar night and a nice W? Oh, doing good, man. It's always uh, sun's sun always seems to shine a little brighter on Saturday after a W. I heard that, man. What a, what an environment last night, man. Place was probably every bit of three fourths to seven states capacity. A good showing, even out of Kirby fans. Just a lot of electricity going on, man. It's been it's, it feels like it's been a while since we've had that. Yeah, no doubt, man. Uh, it was a it was a great atmosphere. It was one of the probably better atmospheres we've had uh, since I in the eleven years I've been at Center Hill. Um, at least. And definitely for the last, you know, four or five years, um, student section in St. Stains, man, they had that place rocking. I, I was super proud of them and, and them coming out and uh, uh, cheering us on and, you know, chanting, chanting a little Flex Bone Nation uh, there in the game for us. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, definitely loved, loved to hear that. So, yeah, it was, it was just a great night. I know that's right, Coach. Man, look, you know what? I almost like the stars aligned. I mean, the opening kickoff return takes it all the way to the house for a touchdown. That's been a long time since we've had something like that either. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, came in night, um, just a great kid uh, on and off off the field. Um, they kick it right to him. We, we thought we would have a chance because we knew they weren't going to kick it in the end zone, and they kicked it. it. It set up where they kicked it. It set up our return real well, so they kicked it right to him, and he – he hit the seam. We blocked it up, up good, and then he just had to outrun the kicker. So, um, start off, started off uh, with a bang there. No doubt. But anyway, Coach, look, man, it was just a fantastic evening. Great. A lot of scoring, a lot of spreading the wealth. I can tell you now that it was real impressive to watch uh, you know, your, your senior running back, Amari. I think he had well over 100 yards, a lot of you know, great yards per carry stats. Um, I think uh, Eric Covington did a fantastic job at quarterback. You know, turnovers really weren't, weren't an issue. He made big plays on offense as well, defense. Um, you know, and I think uh, you got Painter at linebacker. Golly, was he 10, 20 tackles? I mean, the guy was all over the place. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, you know, Painter made several big plays. He um, he forced the errant throw early in the game that Eric picked off. Just, again, he's he's – Right now, our best linebacker from a, from a production and, and playing standpoint, and and we use that that side linebacker a lot. That's kind of our primary uh, linebacker that we like to bring off the edge some. So he he gets some good opportunities and he, and he does a great job with it. Uh, Amari, man, you know, last week uh, they really made it a perimeter game, and so he didn't get a whole lot of runs. This week we tried to make sure we got him the ball and got him going some. Uh, 18 carries for 118 yards, uh, two touchdowns. He averaged 6.6 yards a carry, uh, and did all that on his on his 18th birthday. So that was uh, obviously special for that young man. No doubt, that's awesome, coach. That's phenomenal, actually, coach. I tell you something that I was really impressed with more than anything in the entire ball game was guys finishing, man. I don't know. Every single position felt like they were blocking to the whistle and after the whistle to the point where referees are having to blow that whistle a couple extra times to remind them, hey, shut it down. 
to me, there's not a better feeling from a coach that you know, enjoys blocking and seeing things like that. I know that had to make you proud when you've watched the tape, seeing it live. Yeah, no doubt, man. I thought our kids played really, really hard. Um, they, we, we've got an emotional group, and, and when things are going good like that, it really, we really feed into it. Um, you know, you talk about blocking. We got a, a sophomore A back, and I, I posted about it on Twitter. But just a, a, a great night of what I would call selfless football. He got in there. I call him Leon, but his name's JD Washington. He, he's undersized, but he, he gets after it. He got in there and made a, a few key blocks uh, for Amari to spring some of those runs Amari had. Uh, then he also had two two big carries. I think one for like sixteen and one for like twenty two. Uh, one of those being a touchdown. So, you know, two carries, double-digit yards per carry, and, and a touchdown. Uh, but, but again, like we want them to understand is, is what makes you a great teammate, what makes you really stand apart and be special is what you do without the football. Uh, and he really did a great job with that. Agreed, Coach. You know, y'all were on a roll all the way through the first half, doing pretty well, had a pretty substantial lead. Came out the second half, third quarter, y'all didn't disappoint, played well. And then I noticed about fourth quarter, when you're up at least three, four touchdowns, uh, I know you started subbing kids in and letting everybody get some experience in, and I think they did a pretty decent job. I think Kirby decided to try to take advantage of a few situations and young players and were able to score a few times. But, you know, I, like I said, to me, that's, that's pretty stereotypical of a ball game, or, you know, especially a club that's up pretty good to r- rotate players. But I got to tell you, one thing that was kind of a downer for the night was is that it kind of got chippy towards the end of the game and uh, a lot of penalties, a lot of – a lot of little extra unnecessary roughness and things of that nature. So what's something y'all feel like y'all have to work on when it comes to that? Well, I, I think we definitely got to learn, you know, be emotional, but be under control of your emotions. And, and I think that's what we've got to work on. Uh, you know, there were, there were times where I felt like, you know, and what I tell them all the time is the rest always going to catch the second guy. Something's going to happen. They're going to hear it. They're going to turn. They're going to see what you do in retaliation. And so we always talk about just wait till the next play, take care of it the next play. Um, so we definitely want to learn to control our emotions. We definitely cannot get penalties and play behind the chains and give or give the offense extra extra chances. So we've got to got to work on that and got to learn to control that. Um, we did, you know, we played well, but uh, we returned opening kill for a touchdown. We had a short field. I really, I really did not think we played that well offensively in the first half. You know, just weren't making some of the calls that we should have made uh, on the O line. We were missing some stuff. We were leading some guys unblocked or, or not not helping where we should have helped, and just uh, had some snap issues a couple of times. So, felt like once we got them inside the halftime and, and talked through some of what we should have been doing in the first half, they came back and played better on some things in the second half. But we still, still, I believe, have a long way to go offensively to get to where we need to be to compete in, in Region 168. I understand that, Coach. I, I completely agree with that. And I'm not going to take away from Kirby. You know, I think Kirby had some talent out there, but uh, they definitely showed that uh, there was a little bit of lacking when it came to experience in certain positions. A lot of guys were not – you could tell they were not tuned in to being able to kind of stop your style of offense, and I think that led to a lot of your big plays. And, you know, so it's a mixed match of what you're talking about, of your guys not being you know, 100% on point, but they're not being 100% point on defense. And it still led to a good productive night for you. Uh, but I think you are right. I think we're going to be facing defenses pretty soon, uh, exactly, probably next week, that are going to be very in tune, very structured, very disciplined. And we're going to have to be really sharp at what our responsibilities are, especially up front and the running offense, to be able to be successful or have high production like you did last night. Yeah, no doubt. You know, obviously we got Collierville coming up this week. They're very, very talented. I've watched a little bit of film. I've watched some highlights of some games, you know, throughout the week. I think they – I think I saw on Twitter they've outscored their opponents like 187 to 6. You know, two of those opponents being being heavily un, un uh, overmatched uh, by Collierville. Um, but obviously beat White Station last night like 38 to 6. They've got got some some talent. They've got some talent that we're familiar with. Um, they're starting running back, rushed for 187 yards last, last night. He rushed for – uh, just over a thousand yards for us as a sophomore, and then then transferred up there. Um, they got a got a lineman that that played for us last year. Got a linebacker that played for us last year. Um, got a D lineman that played for us as a sophomore, and got a defensive back that played for us as a sophomore. So they got 
got several kids that would be seniors for us um, that, that we were very familiar with and go against. So it's going to be a big game. It's their homecoming. They'll always, uh, I think they call them the Collierville Crazies. They'll have a great student section. So it's going to be going to be a tough atmosphere, a great atmosphere, but a tough atmosphere to go play in. And, and we got to really, really, really buckle our chin straps and uh, get ready to go this week. Well, Coach, it sounds like they're a pretty talented team. Uh, what style of offense or defense do they play? Any insight you can give the listener on what they expect for next week's ballgame? Yeah, I mean, they're going to be spread on offense like 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 most people. They're going to throw it around a little bit. Um, uh, obviously, they're going to they're run the ball. They've got, a, you know, the running back. They've got Troy Martin is, is a really talented running back. Um, so, the, he's going to get some carries and he's going to get some yards for sure. Defensively, they're – uh, you know, they're one of the kind of old-school, essential, bend-but-don't-break defenses, I feel like. We've traditionally had great success against them, you know, kind of between the 20s is, is, is what I like to say, I guess. But we've struggled in the red zone against them, you know, even back when we were spread and, and you know, we had Dan Ellington and those guys. Um, always seem to chalk up a lot of yards, but may, maybe not score quite – never have scored enough points to win yet. So, uh, but, you know, it's, it's – like I said, it's – what twelve minutes probably, maybe not even that far from our school to their school. So it's a great little, a little cross state rivalry, I guess. Um, you know, it's, but and a great chance to go up there and play in front of a big crowd. I agree, coach. I think playing a quality opponent is going to be something that's very beneficial to your team going into midway through your season because you know when you get into six A here locally, it is definitely going to be a challenge, and you want to see that you've played against quality talent so that you can really evaluate yourself, know where you stand, know where your weaknesses are, and be the best you can to make sure district play uh, matters the most and so uh, I think it's a good decision to play a a good team like that and like you said 10-12 minutes up the road quality opponent great you know you know state to state rival I think it'll be a great game coach I really appreciate your time today man I know you uh, got a big holiday weekend and we appreciate you scratching out a few minutes for us and uh, I want to say congratulations from the podcast again on a great win on Friday night Uh, I think it was uh, great for the kids great for the school and great for the community uh, we appreciate you leading these young men and doing a fantastic job that you are. And, uh, we look forward to hearing from you next week after maybe another big W. Yeah, I hope so, man. I sure appreciate it. All right, man. Take care of yourself, boy. All right, thank you. Thanks for listening to the OB Pod Coaches Post Game Show with Jason Russell, Alan Peacock, and Dustin Hector. And now that your three brain cells are saturated with football knowledge, Go tell your friends where you got it. See you next week. I just want to thank all the coaches again for giving us this opportunity to talk to them each and every week, promote their schools, promote their communities, and promote their kids. Absolutely, Cash. It's always a pleasure talking to these guys every weekend. I mean, they give up their time with their families to have a you know, 10, 15-minute conversation with us so that the communities get to know about what's going on in the football program and get to promote these kids. And that's what matters. That's what's most important. And so that just shows you what kind of quality coaches we have, and it's just another example of it. So really appreciate it, guys. We hope you all enjoyed the post-game show, and we hope you enjoyed the show all together. And if you are enjoying it, please go ahead and subscribe because that is what really helps us. That's a paycheck in of itself, and we can't thank you enough. We are on Apple. We are on Spotify. We're on Google, Amazon. You name it, we are there. And all we want to do is continuing to promote our community, promote your community, and make Olive Branch and DeSoto County a better place. So, guys, as we wrap up, we want to remind you, our brother podcast and Hernando Under the Water Tower does a very similar show to us, and it is a fantastic production and well worth a listen. If you're interested in any of the things in that area, please give them a listen and check them out. Other than that, guys, I'm going to call it a night, and we'll see you all next week. And so I'm Zach. And I'm Cash. Until then.